Welcome back to Making the Metaverse with me, Michael Carter. Making the Metaverse is presented by OnTheBlockchain.ca, Canada's fastest growing blockchain community. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Making the Metaverse with me, Michael Carter, your host for today. Uh, today is a special day because I have not one, but two people on the show today. I'm joined by Evgeny Landres, who is founder of VirtuSwap and head of the Blockchain Research Institute at Tel Aviv University. And I'm also joined today by Alex Zadelson, who is head of business and data at VirtuSwap. So fantastic to have the two of you on today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, hello and welcome. Glad to be here. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Awesome to be here. Thank oh, you for the intro. yeah, absolutely. So um, that was a pretty short intro. I'm sure that uh, your backgrounds are much more extensive than that. Well, I know that because I've done my research. So um, do you want to each take a, ch a moment and just say a little bit more to fill in uh, the uh, for the audience to, to hear where you're coming from? Uh, sure, sure. Glad to do that. So I think our uh, kind of roads into crypto were quite different. So uh, it's been nice to discuss that. Uh, so as you said, I'm a uh, professor of, of finance and have been doing this for, uh, for quite a few years now. Uh, and, you know, my whole uh, or most of my adult life, I've been doing corporate finance. And uh, while I did have kind of uh, random occasional Bitcoin transactions, you know, as, uh, as far as 2014, I really didn't get into this uh, whole world until 2017 or so. Uh, and what happened was that, uh, you know, I was quite unaware of what was going on in this space. Uh, and I read, you know, an article in The, in the Economist that was describing uh, initial coin offerings. Uh, and, you know, uh, that kind of uh, got me started, uh, started reading more about it, you know, doing some own, uh, some, you know, some research of my own, uh, uh, ended up publishing a few papers about, uh, about ICOs uh, and uh, little by little uh, kind of got interested in other aspects of, of crypto. So did some research on uh, uh, centralized crypto exchanges uh, and kind of the glaring inefficiencies that, uh, that are found there. Uh, and eventually kind of that led me into, uh, into DeFi. Uh, so it was about the summer of 2020. So the summer of DeFi. Yes. As they call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, so that, that's basically, uh, you know, it all basically started there. Uh, and also my interest in DeFi happened to, to, to start then. Uh, and then, you know, kind of uh, did more and more research in, in kind of DeFi and DEX in particular. And uh, uh, and eventually kind of uh, came to the conclusion that, uh, you know, this is a super exciting market, uh, but a market that is still uh, hasn't matured and hasn't become efficient enough. And so there are things to be done there, things to be improved, you know, things to, uh, you know, improve efficiency of the market. And that's kind of eventually how, uh, you know, VirtuSwap was uh, born. Wow. Are, are you saying that we're still early? <laughs> It's music uh, to everybody's ears, right? <laughs> I think so, right? It's like you know, two, it's, it's it's a market that is like two two years young, right? So, yep. uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fantastic. And, and what about you, Alex? Sure. So, so my original background, uh, my my by education, I studied applied linguistics, and then I got my MBA in Tel Aviv. But most of my professional life, I was a software developer and then a product manager, a VP of product, then spent a couple of years as a venture capital investor. 
Um, and in relatively late in 2018, I joined the world of crypto uh, as a practitioner. I joined a project called Beam, uh, which is a confidential currency, a new level, like it, it used to be a new level one. Now it's not new anymore. So a level one blockchain with uh, built-in confidentiality. So I joined that project as CEO um, and spent about two years there. I'm still very much in touch with the team. They're doing fantastic things. Um, and this whole world, you know, took me by storm. Um, and I was, you know, fascinated and awed with everything that's going on. And um, then as DeFi came in, um, actually, to me, it was kind of a revelation of uh, the first real application of this uh, blockchain and smart contract technology. And by real application, I mean, a real business that's based on smart contracts, right? Right, yeah. because everything that before that was kind of you know not really a business, and and, and the exchanges and decentralized exchanges are you know real legitimate businesses making revenues, sometimes losing money, sometimes making money. So it's uh, it's really amazing. So uh, when actually Evgeny was telling me about his new project, you know, back then I was uh, involved in another DeFi startup, but uh, later on um, I, I kind of left that previous thing and, and I joined VirtuSwap and um, I'm really enjoying the ride so far because, you know, we are, again, we're building something that's real uh, using this cutting edge technology, right? Because hmm. it, it's really a business that has customers, that has uh, revenue, but that's that's on the other hand fully decentralized and it's, it's based on this amazing smart contract technology. So here at VirtuSwap, I'm doing a lot of uh, data and research work. You know, researching the, the the Dex world. We're publishing stuff around that, and you know, helping build the AI fund the, the platform. Uh, for VirtuSwap and, and hopefully later on beyond for the industry in general. Wow, fantastic! Um, so, so DeFi is exciting, yeah. It's it's full of possibilities, and uh, it's uh, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of energy uh, that's go that's gone into it. As you indicated, Evgeny, we had uh, the summer of DeFi, uh, and um, but it's not always. There's still a lot of work to do, right? So we're 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 here early, which means there's great opportunity, and it also means that there's a lot of stuff that needs to get fixed or maybe hasn't been done well just yet. Um, are there any things in particular that come to mind when you think about you know the the work that needs to be done? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think there are uh, two things. Uh, so the first one is uh, the what we call the efficiency of the market, right? So yep. how cheap uh, it is to operate mm -hmm. in a given market, right? And, and and this market is is not there yet, right? So this market is quite small. It's it's quite illiquid. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it's it's quite expensive to to trade on it. Uh, so that's one. The second thing is that uh, this market is uh, you know obviously fully decentralized, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know it's good for some things. Uh, it's not so good for the fact that. Uh, you know, this market relies completely uh, on market forces uh, or equilibrium forces uh, kind of to, to deliver outcomes, right? And, and sometimes, you know, young markets are not that efficient. In particular, uh, in our research, what we see is that uh, many times uh, the liquidity 
is not necessarily where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, so one kind of big thing that uh, you know we do at VirtuSwap, and you know uh, that uh, Alex mostly mostly does with with some other people at VirtuSwap, uh, is that we uh, kind of analyze uh, the data to try to see where uh, we can get the biggest kind of bang for the buck in terms of uh, liquidity provision, right? And so. One other kind of uh, differentiating uh, feature of VirtuScope is that we take data very seriously uh, and we, we try kind of to uh, to maximize uh, the returns to liquidity provision by sort of incentivizing uh, market participants to put liquidity where uh, you know it is the most useful or it's expected to be the most useful. Mm. Uh, so to answer you know kind of the short answer to the question is that, you know, the market is still uh, not uh, super efficient in its outcome because of the uh, what's age, right? Because it's just you know not liquid enough, uh, uh, and because the the underlying technology can be can be improved, and you know there are many kind of uh, ventures or protocols for improving on the kind of underlying financial technology, and we are one of them. Uh, and you know the second one is that data is super important, and you know you know we think that we take it you know more seriously than than many. Hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Alex. Did you? I have. Yeah, I, I'll take a slightly different ang- angle. So, so again, you talked about technology and efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is also the user experience yes. thing, which is very important. And there is, um, it, it's a, it's it's kind of a challenge because you know being decentralized. Um, yeah. If you are decentralized, you, you you kind of tie your hands in a way, right? So you mm-hmm. cannot do like so so many things. But still, we're we're already seeing uh, things starting to happen in the space. Uh, all the aggregator movement uh, yes. that yeah. is led by one inch, for instance, you know, in their quest to kind of grab a large piece of this market, which is moderately successful so far. So so I'm just comparing, you know, the experience you have in Binance. And the experience you have on Uniswap. So in Uniswap, we just have one box with two numbers, right? It's very simple, but it's also very basic. Like you, you get on mm-hmm. the finance, there's so many menu options and, and credit cards and this and dollars, yeah. banks and and earn. And, and you know, it's like it's like a bank already, even even more mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, it, like it, it feels like it was designed for for people that are stock traders, like equities traders. Like it, it feels like that's right. what it's yeah. But it has a lot of functionality, and and as as a as a customer, even a first time customer, you might be overwhelmed, right? but but mm-hmm. you feel that you know there is a big organization that's kind of trying to take care of right. you, or yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like institutional feel. Yes, you can't yeah. Big, sophisticated uh, uh, place, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. So 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 I so and, and I think the DeFi space now with especially with the aggregators and with you know we're seeing this drive Uniswap Labs raising a lot of money for what probably for building you know some other products near the because the exchange is you know almost perfect that what mm-hmm. they build you know I mean it's not perfect but it's kind of done right but mm-hmm. but uh, they'll probably be building stuff around it to make it more user friendly more enticing, more habit forming, you know, in, in the best, uh, uh, you know, by the Silicon Valley uh, book. I, I, and right now the DEX world is still like, okay, like, like a terminal window, very, very basic. Yes. Like, yeah. So, so the, and also the, the whole cross chain thing, right? Like yeah. why would people go to Binance, right? Because they want to trade Solana and then, and, the, and, and then buy, uh, this new Aptos blockchain and then sell ETH and, and so on. So 
So uh, the, the cross-chain drive that we're seeing will also address that because today most DEXs are still kind of in, in, in you know, siloed in Ethereum mm -hmm. or Polygon or, yep. or whatever else, uh, which is not enough for, for, you know, for less sophisticated traders. So, so I think uh, as those two uh, things are improving the efficiency on the one hand, the, the user experience and the richness on the other hand, uh, the DEX world will gain more and more people because there are just so many advantages. They're both ideological and 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 monitoring. Hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, you both uh, mentioned, I think you both mentioned uh, liquidity, um, and it seems to be something that's always talked about, but people don't necessarily always understand why it's important. Can you, for for people that maybe are are new to that term, can you un, can you just unpack that a little bit and, and explain why it's so important that you have a plan for liquidity and what happens sure. if you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can start with the kind of more uh, traditional markets, right? So like stock exchanges or like, you know, Binance or any other kind of centralized crypto exchange, right? Uh, so if you want to make a trade, right, uh, you're necessarily going to have some sort of, you know, price impact or slippage, right? So the bigger you, the trade, uh, your trade is, uh, kind of the 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 deeper you're going to have into uh, the deeper you're going to have to go into the order book, right? In order to find a matching mm -hmm. kind of order from the other side, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so the deeper the liquidity, right? The more orders on the other side there are, uh, right? You know, the uh, the more advantageous or the cheaper your trade is going to be. Mm -hmm. Same idea holds for uh, automated market makers, right? Or DEXs uh, as well, right? So basically the more liquidity there is, right? The uh, the smaller the price impact, right? The smaller the slippage of your trade is going to be. And mm -hmm. that means you're going to lose less money, you know, for a given amount of trade. Mm -hmm. right? And so the reason why, uh, you know, trading on DEXs for the most part is still more expensive than trading on Binance or other centralized exchanges is that there is less liquidity, uh, you know, on, on DEXs, right? And, uh, you know, the, the price impact is an inverse function of, of your liquidity. And that's why liquidity is super important, right? So we are at Virtus.com are designing kind of an improved um, uh, version of an AMN, right? Improved financial kind of architecture in order uh, to achieve smaller price impact for a given level of liquidity, right? But even with our technology, right, with zero liquidity, we won't be able to achieve anything, right? So liquidity is absolutely necessary in order to, to ensure, uh, you know, trades that are sufficiently uh, efficient or cheap. Mm -hmm. Alex, anything to add? Yeah, I just had a metaphor in mind. So like something much simpler. If you want to buy, <laughs> apples, you want to buy apples, right? You want yeah. a lot of people to be selling apples because if no one is selling apples, right? or it's just one person somewhere, you need to fly there, paying for the ticket and paying huge ton of money for, for the apples. But if a lot of people are selling apples on your street, then you can buy them cheaply, right? And and you can buy a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and that's liquidity, right? So so if there are a lot of people, that's a lot of liquidity. People selling apples then means that there's a lot of liquidity for apples. Mm -hmm. and, and the same for, for any asset. Now, in, in, the, in the centralized exchange world, this liquidity also has to happen kind of in the same time, right? So you have to have the person selling the apples be there uh, with the necessary amount of apples at your price at the same time you want to buy that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and if that doesn't happen, if that person is there tomorrow, then you have a problem because you need the apple now. Mm -hmm. 
with with uh, with uh, DEXs, this problem is kind of removed because like the apples are are there all the time. Mm. The only thing you want that there are lots of apples. Mm -hmm. So liquidity providers just put up apples in a huge pile, and they say that you can you can come and take them, leaving your your dollars. But again, you want there to be lots of apples, meaning a lot of liquidity, because then your trades will be much 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 cheaper. And that's why everyone is, as Evgeny said, running for everyone is is kind of gunning for liquidity and, and, mm -hmm. and chasing liquidity providers. Because if you don't have people trading on your platform or providing liquidity on your platform, which is kind of the same uh, or almost the same, uh, then there's, there's nothing happens, right? If nobody's buying apples or putting up those apples uh, in, in a pool, you know, nothing, nothing's happening. And, and, mm. and, you know, you can see that in the market, even in, on, on a stock exchange, you might have some, some rare stock and you want to sell it, but, you know, literally no one's buying it at all. Mm -hmm. yeah and there's no trade that's why they're a market maker and, and the dexes kind of solves this problem to a certain extent thus automated market making which doesn't require um, an additional auto market maker role but still the more liquidity the better and no liquidity nothing hmm. and and so how what are what are some of the options or the opportunities to make sure that liquidity is there and, and stays there and is available? Is it just a matter of getting people to put money in? Is there, is there, is, is like, how do you ensure that liquidity is there at the right time and the right amount? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is a great question. Uh, well, like with everything or almost everything in this world, uh, it's all about incentive, right? So, mm -hmm. so people do uh, what they're incentivized to do. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you will only put liquidity into a given protocol, right, for one of the two reasons, right? Either you expect that there is going to be a lot of action there, right, and, you know, a lot of trading fees that are generated by the liquidity that you provided. That's one reason. That's a good reason to put it. Uh, another reason is that the protocol itself is going to basically incentivize you as a liquidity provider, right, and basically give you some rewards, right, for providing liquidity, right? So. Mm -hmm. Think of this as kind of uh, the first option is kind of the organic returns from liquidity provision, right? And the second option is sort of the, uh, we call it a bribe, you know, from, from <laughs> protocol to, to, you know, to, to yeah. for the liquidity providers to, to put the money you know, into, into the protocol school. And so right now, uh, what's happening in this market, right, is that uh, the returns to liquidity provision, the organic returns to liquidity provision are quite small, typically, right? They're insufficient for, uh, you know, for, for for liquidity providers who are aiming to maximize their returns, net mm -hmm. of risk that they're taking, and there are quite a lot of risks that they're taking in provisional liquidity. We can maybe talk about those later, right? Uh, so there's not enough of trading to incentivize people to put a lot of liquidity, right? And so right now, you know, uh, protocols rely, uh, you know, on those rewards or bribes, you know, to entice liquidity providers to, to put in the money. Uh, and we think that you know this is not really a sustainable equilibrium, right? Because those bribes uh, are finite, right? You know the product, mm -hmm. the bribes take the form of the tokens of the protocols. Uh, those tokens are, are finite, obviously. And so, so, so this is not a sustainable kind of system, right? And basically, what we aim to to do, right, is to create a more sustainable system where the organic returns to liquidity provision are going to be larger, right? Uh, that would basically mean the trading is going to be cheaper, right? Because pools are going to be larger, more people are going to put, more liquidity providers are going to put money into pools, right? 
you know, the small trades are going to create higher returns to liquidity providers, right? So we call this like a virtuous uh, cycle, right? Uh, where, you know, liquidity, you know, gets more trading, you know, which brings more liquidity and so forth, right? So that's kind of the, the future that we envisioned, right? But, you know, for that future to materialize the, you know, the trading technology, right? Uh, should be sufficiently uh, efficient, right? So it should provide enough kind of returns to for a given, Level of liquidity provision, right? To kind of to jumpstart this 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 virtuous circle uh, cycle, uh, and that's what we are trying to kind of to do here. Okay, Alex. Yeah, I think we can draw in a parallel uh, between DEXs and the centralized exchanges. So, and what's happening on centralized exchanges, both crypto and non-crypto, right? If you look at very popular pairs. The trading there happens mm -hmm. without any facilitation, yeah. right? Apple yeah. stock is being traded. I don't think there are market makers supporting Apple to USD trades on, on NASDAQ, right? But uh, for newly IPO'd companies or newly uh, minted uh, tokens on Binance or, or NASDAQ, the, 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 the issuers would hire services of a market maker, mm -hmm. which would come in take some dollars on or whatever Ethereum on one hand and token or stock on the other hand and would create this liquidity uh, on the order book on the centralized exchange and they're getting paid for that, right? Mm -hmm. Which is very similar to what Evgeny just described in, in terms of the the uh, liquidity providers being paid uh, on newer or say on newer exchanges. Uh, and they get paid because uh, they are taking a risk uh, and they're also, in, in, in case of centralized exchanges, by the way, they also need to uh, invest a lot of expertise and some system that, systems that they have to build to, to enable this whole thing, this market making. So they are putting this liquidity into places where liquidity does not come organically, mm. right? So mm. it's, it's kind of the same problem. If not enough people want to trade, uh, you need to help kickstart uh this uh this marketplace okay so on on amms it's it's much cheaper so you don't need any expertise to be an lp uh on on virtual swap or or any other amm pool um so the the idea is that with time those non-organic rewards uh become less important and that the organic rewards which are fees to the LPs, they are the actual incentive for them to be there um, on, uh, on the DEXs. And I think we see that happen in the largest pool on Uniswap, there are no rewards actually, uh, but people are still putting their money in because the volumes are high enough to generate enough returns with a with, uh, you know, tolerable amount of risk. Mm-hmm. Um... On the on the note of risk, uh, you know, what a, what are your thoughts on security? Because <laughs> on occasion, cryptocurrency and exchanges sometimes, you know, it, it disappears, <laughs> it gets taken, it goes somewhere it's not supposed to go. <laughs> um, right, right. So, uh, what what do you what are your thoughts on on where we are with that, and what what um, what the future holds for for improving the situation there? Uh, right, right, right. So, uh, so 
I think there are two types, two main types of, of risks, right? So the first one is, you know, we mentioned the security risk. The second is the financial risk. So we hmm. there is an important kind of type of financial risk on uh, on decentralized exchanges in the impermanent loss risk that's not present in uh, the typical kind of uh, exchanges or typical uh, kind of financial strategies, right? And so that's a significant financial risk that you know we also need to to think about and. Uh, uh, and you know we'll probably talk about that as well uh, in the next few minutes. But uh, as to security risk, right? So uh, you know this market is is quite young, right? And uh, you know there are no uh, you know organized uh, entities that uh, that you know rate or rank protocol, right? There is no Moody's or S and P or Fitch, you know, in this market, right? Instead, there are uh, you know audit firms, right? And this is the yeah. market mm -hmm. market based solution, right? That appeared that uh, you know as a response to the fact that uh, you know protocols sometimes, you know, uh, willingly or not, uh, do not what, uh, you know, they're supposed to do. Yeah. And so sometimes it's, you know, it's malicious, you know, most times it's not, but, you know, but it's important kind of to, to ensure that uh, there is uh, there is security, right? So there are two types of, uh, of market forces, right? The first one, as we mentioned, uh, is the, you know, these audit firms, and there are many, right? That, you know, some are more well-known, some are less, but uh, mm -hmm. they provide those uh, kind of certification services for, uh, for protocols. Uh, protocols also, you know, employ strategies such as bug bounty, right, which is kind of a decentralized uh, audit in a sense, right? So you promise some rewards, you know, for people, you know, trying to find, you know, bugs uh, mm -hmm. or uh, in, in in your system, right? So that's also a market kind of based solution. I think both are super important, uh, and you know, we take you know, in virtue of this quite seriously. So we we have performed you know two audits, you know, with leading uh, audit firms. We're also going to run a bug bounty program. Um, uh, uh, somewhat fortunate for us, you know, we are in the part of the market uh, where exploits are uh, not as frequent as in some other parts, right? So, uh, you know, I saw a report recently, recently as, as a week ago, uh, that basically said that, you know, last three months, 85% of money uh, was lost, uh, you know, uh, within different types of bridges, uh, hmm. right? So this is the part of the of the ecosystem that uh, right now mm -hmm. is susceptible yeah. to largest losses. Dex is not so much, but of course, you know, still, you know, uh, you know, it's possible to, theoretically at least to drain kind of money from uh, from Dexes, and you know, we should be super careful about that. That as you know, as uh, other Dexes should as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, Dexes. Uh, being by definition decentralized and, and truly decentralized, uh, very different from bridges, by the way, most of which are custodial in this or that way, and that's why they're so vulnerable. So uh, DEXs in general, I think, in terms of code, are one of the more secure uh, classes of, of smart contracts or of, of DeFi services, right? Because the money, Actually, the, the DEX never holds uh, customer funds. DEX actually holds the, the LP funds, but again, it's all very well described and understood. So I don't remember any um, any exploits where someone would steal money from from the pool, right? And and that's and DEXs are actually relatively simple. The the, the smart contracts are relatively simple and, and they don't have too much functionality uh, and they don't hold, uh, you know, aside from, from, from the, 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 the pool itself, they don't hold customer funds. So I think, frankly, DEXs are a more secure kind of exchange uh, mm -hmm. you know, compared to 
visualizing changes where you know the code is usually not open and the money is held by people and some people have the keys and they can steal literally the 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 the, the customer money while indexes it's nobody can take the money you know the contract is aside for the people who are you know authorized like lps they can take their money back but you know the the owners of the protocol even if they are very malicious you know mm -hmm. code area was audited so, so they cannot steal anything compared mm -hmm. to a centralized exchange where you know the owner of the exchange at least in theory can do whatever they want really take all the money and and, just, and it happened uh and, and will happen again so uh mm. Yeah, so security is super important and uh, we take it obviously very seriously and we'll be running testnet and offering bug bounties and uh, you know if there are any bugs uh, they will be ironed out but to me the good thing is that the attack vector itself the, the attack surface sorry is not very big yeah the smart contracts of the exchange it, it's a relatively small body of code that you know a single person can understand and 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 you know several professional people from those uh, audit companies can really validate and 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 find issues if any which is a daunting task for something much bigger as a centralized exchange which has tons of different kinds of software and systems and and people who have you know the keys and in index nobody has the key so that mm -hmm. risk out there hmm. wow that that's, oh, that's great by the yeah. way by the way one more thing that you know the industry is now uh doing we, we're seeing new um insurance companies uh popping up that are offering a uh, an insurance policy against smart contract breach wow. risk okay which which i think is relatively uh, is a relatively smart thing to do for them because you know they can do an audit and they can really understand the, the level of risk and then you know price their policy in such a way that they will be making good money. And in some cases, for some projects, it may be a good idea to you know pay them and to have this policy to ensure you know to to to, uh, to show their users that you know even in an unlikely event of a breach, you know you're still safe. Mm -hmm. hmm. Um. I wonder, um, if, so we've talked a lot about uh, the technology and the concepts, um, and I wonder if we could take a minute to to talk about the project and and where it is and 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 where it's going in the future. can we can we do that for a few minutes? Uh, of course, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> uh, so 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 basically, yeah, so, so we started. Uh, you know, uh, about a year ago, uh, but with a white paper, basically describing the main kind of principles and building blocks of what we are planning to do. Uh, and then we, uh, you know, we refined it a few times and we did a relatively small financing round. Uh, and we raised some money and were able to, to, to expand the team where uh, right now we have a team of about 11 or 12 uh, people, you know, across different fields, you know, some... Uh, uh, developers, uh, data scientists, uh, marketing, community people, designer, uh, uh, and uh, right now we are actually at a very exciting uh, point in our development because uh, next week, hopefully, or maybe the week after, we're going to uh, actually open our testnet to the public uh, and we're going to, to have 
what we call an uh, incentivized test ad. So we're going to basically reward people for trying to, uh, you know, to trade in on VirtuSpoke with dummy kind of uh, coins, but with the idea of uh, trying to find out any uh, kind of incompleteness or, or mistakes or, uh, you know, things that could be improved, right? Before, uh, before the mainnet uh, launch, right? Uh, uh, and, uh, we are still kind of not completely done with all the tasks that we want to accomplish you know, before the, the mainnet launch. Uh, we're still kind of um, working on kind of an uh, AI-based system for uh, kind of this uh, liquidity provision optimization that we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, and uh, we're also kind of ironing out and uh, coding the, the tokenomics, right? So the rewards, you know, for... Uh, uh, for providing provision of liquidity and so forth, uh, that are also something that differentiates us from most other projects. You know, we kind of took this uh, uh, kind of idea of uh, liquidity provision optimi optimization and incentivization a couple steps further than most projects do. Uh, we obviously have a lot of um, uh, kind of ground to cover in terms of kind of marketing and community building. We're working hard on it, but you know there is uh, there is no limit there. Uh, we do want you know many people kind of to, to know about us and eventually to use uh, you know the, the product that is going to be there uh, but overall uh, you know we, we plan for launching about you know two three months or so uh, and uh, we're going to be launching initially on uh, on polygon uh, uh, which is an ethereum uh, and side chain uh, uh, and the reason is that uh, there are two actually so polygon is actually quite a fertile ground for us to to start out because there is a lot of competition quite a lot of dexes are there uh, all the big players are there, but with uh, relatively small liquidity. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it's easy enough kind of to stand out in this uh, in this market relative to you know mainnet Ethereum, where liquidity is huge and you know it's it's, it's very difficult, even with a superior technology, kind of to to defeat other uh, decks like Uniswap, for example. Mm. Uh, Polygon is easier, right? And so uh, you know once we accomplish this on Polygon, right, then we kind of thinking of expanding to to other places as well. But that's going to be the start. Uh, also. Uh, some of our investors uh, are uh, include uh, Polygon founders, uh, and so they're getting a lot of support from that ecosystem in terms of kind of community marketing and support. So it just makes sense to kind of start to start there, right? So uh, so we're kind of approaching very exciting times. We've been kind of building uh, for uh, for a few months now, you know, six, seven, eight months, uh, and you know we'll be doing more of that, you know, in years to, in the months to come, but. Uh, you know the launch is is approaching, uh, and that's going to be exciting. Uh, and then we also have kind of plans for for more kind of uh, long term, right? So, uh, so we haven't talked much about about our team, but you know the team is is actually uh, quite accomplished in in many different respects. Uh, uh, so you know uh, Alex obviously had a lot of experience in this space and in, in the data in this space in, in, in particular. Uh, both myself and, and my co-founder Ronnie Michele have uh, a lot of academic experience in, in finance that you know comes handy in this uh, in this market. Our developers are, are are great, you know, including our CTO that is very experienced. Uh, uh, you know, we hired you know quite uh, you know very good actually data scientists and and so forth. So I think you know we are kind of well positioned to eventually you know if things go as planned you know to become sort of one of the hubs of uh, financial engineering in, in DeFi, uh, uh, there's quite a lot of it, right? But I think we can do some of those things, um, you know, as well as, as well, if not better than, than others, right? So that's kind of the long-term plan, right? So we start, you know, with, uh, 
what I said, but eventually we don't want to stop there. We already have a lot of plans for uh, for expansions and improvements uh, relative to this V1 that we are going to launch. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully all that is going to materialize. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, Alex, what uh, what excites you about what's coming up? Um, several things. Um, one thing that excites me about VirtuSwap specifically is that the technology is kind of geared very well to a particular segment of the market. Great. Okay. Uh, you can look at the market uh, today. You know, there are the top coins like uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, uh, a couple more, a couple of stable coins. So, and, and Uniswap is, is really great for that. You want to sell Ethereum, you want to trade Ethereum USD, USDT, uh, or Ethereum WBTC, or a couple more. Uh, you know, Uniswap V3 is, is just great. You want to trade all kinds of stable coins and some more uh, more advanced financial engineering. That's Curve, amazing project, amazing technology, very complex, very uh, very interesting. So they they took this slice for stable coins, right? That's their piece. And VirtuSwap uh, actually solves the problem for smaller assets, assets that are not in the top five or top ten, assets where direct liquidity is rare okay if you want to sell matic and buy link which are right. both big you know market cap coins relatively right they're a little smaller than ethereum but they're very big very very successful but you would need to go through eth to do right. that there's yeah. no direct mm -hmm. pool yeah. okay even if you want to you know buy matic for usdt there may not be a direct pool. And again, you pay twice the price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You pay twice the slippage. You pay twice, which is yeah. bad. Yeah. So, and this is where our technology comes in, where with just one pool, you know, you might have just one pool of Matic to, to whatever ETH, but with our virtual pool technology, it kind of becomes suddenly this in, in one go, it becomes also Matic to, to USDT, Matic to DAI, Matic to, to, to link to, to a lot of other different things. Okay, mm. and 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 this uh, actually allows us to capture this part of the market, which I don't think anyone kind of thought about or anyone had the right technology. Yeah, it's kind of getting overlooked because, right? It's not uh, maybe it's not the same size. It's maybe smaller than than all the stablecoin trades, but it's still huge, right? So, so this is what we are uh, about to grab, and we're going to develop also the product around that uh, because uh, we feel that um, our DEX is better for smaller coins and it will be much better for new projects, mm -hmm. right? So if people are just launching, so we need initial liquidity. So we'll also be attracting those guys. And, you know, there is also this nice kind of rebel feeling about that. You know, we are caring for the smaller guys. You know, we're caring for... Yeah. For the guys who are, who are overlooked, which is, it's not just a figure of speech, right? So we're really mm -hmm. proving the liquidity for those smaller uh, projects, which, if you think of it, are driving the innovation, right? Yes, absolutely. Things, some of them yeah. will become huge. So, so, you know, it's a good thing and it's, it's, it's uh, you know, an ethical thing as well. So it's, it's nice overall. So that's one thing I'm, uh, I'm excited about. And, and the other thing is that 
you know, here with a combination of uh, science and engineering and data science and everything we have, we're having a lot of ideas and all the, the games we're playing with AI. Uh, a lot of those things can apply not just to one DEX, not just to one virtual swap uh, project, but can grow out to be something of uh, an infrastructure for the industry. Yeah. Okay. So the module you've getting mentioned for, you know, uh, for uh, um, optimal allocation of liquidity. You know, think of a something of a system that just takes you know one billion dollars and allocates it to all kinds of different pools automatically, making sure that it generates the bit the best returns for for the LP. So it's it's kind of a holy grail, right? And and this mm. is what we're we're working on, right? So we'll start by applying it to our own thing uh but who knows you know we and we are actually hatching some of those plans right now to 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 develop something that goes beyond uh beyond uh, just one project and it kind of fits the vision right because the vision is you know like there are a couple of statements that we are saying to ourselves centralization is bad right so there's no reason why centralized exchanges uh, you know, today, by the way, they are the biggest businesses in crypto and the richest people in crypto are owners of centralized exchange, mm -hmm. exchanges, right? Yeah. SBF, uh, CZ, uh, yeah. Coinbase guy. I mean, they, they literally capture most of the value of this ecosystem. Yep. And it's kind of, you know, strange, right? It's all decentralized. It's yes, uh, absolutely. The, yeah. The richest people and, and you know they are in the top 20 like you think 60 percent of the top 20 you know whales in the industry are owners of exchanges yeah i mean they're doing a great job and and all and and we, mm -hmm. we respect them a lot but you know eventually those exchanges need to become decentralized or dexes need to 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 overcome that and mm -hmm. and we are just starting right uniswap and you know today dexes are what 10 15 percent of the volume which is you know amazing but they should be 75%, you know, the, it should flip and there will be a flipping. So, and we want to be there and we want to help that flipping by, you know, being a big DEX on our own, but also by, you know, providing technology to others to be, to, to, to reach that goal. So uh, that's, uh, and I think it's a noble and a beautiful goal, frankly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I always like to spend some time talking about the sort of the you know, the broader social implications for Web3. And I'm working with a colleague of mine right now on, on a platform that's a, an ecosystem that um, we want to uh, give people from other economies uh, access to a marketplace where they can um, find clients for their Web3 uh, skills and abilities um, and give them access to markets perhaps that are uh more developed and more established and have a higher rate of return for for them uh than in their local markets um because you know the truth is that i'm very lucky i was born in toronto canada so you know right there i have a, an advantage a huge advantage and and a lot of these technologies you know cryptocurrencies for example they for a lot a lot of time for me have been you know something cool that i could make some money with right mm -hmm. um but for a lot for large parts of the world um the this can actually change the trajectory of people's futures it can and and you could mine as well if i hadn't sold all that dogecoin in 2018 and <laughs> had held on to it 
I, I went and I hoped I had forgotten well, we it and not sold we it. <laughs> but um, you know, there there is there is such a, a huge moment, such a huge opportunity here to change the lives of so many people. Um, you know, not just people that come from where I come from that look like I look like and have the uh, you know, the the blessings that I that I had through my birthright. And so I'm I'm always a big fan for the underdog. I'm always a big fan for the little guy um uh, or little girl. And um giving them the opportunities to uh to take advantage and leverage the technology um do you, do you uh do what's um it sounds like you'll be really quite a hub for for innovators and entrepreneurs and and disruptors do you do you have any plans to um to work with that at all do you do you are you guys doing education and training at all in any capacity um what uh what are what are the two of you um putting out into the world aside from building this incredible um project uh yeah so this is a great question right so uh so this market is still in its uh, infancy and uh there's not a lot of uh, kind of understanding i think even among the practitioners uh, mm -hmm. how the market works right yeah. so i think lps uh that, that put some money into some pools right they don't do like uh, you know very sophisticated kind of uh, risk return calculations, right? Right. <laughs> hope for the you know for the best. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually doing a lot of uh, a lot of quantitative research, right? So we've uh, been publishing a lot of uh, uh, articles uh, on on Medium, right? Just basically describing this market, right? Describing how it works. You know, what are the main players, right? Our recent article that Alex has published you know, as, uh, as uh, uh, recently as today, right? Basically describes the different types of um, arbitrage opportunities and mm -hmm. arbitrage in this market, right? This is yep. classic, you know, what arbitrageurs do, you know, how they bring the market to, you know, the efficient state uh, that it is in uh, now and, uh, you know, what are the profit that they make, uh, you know, in the process, right? So this is just kind of providing uh, information to anybody who is interested on sort of the inner workings of this market, right? So this comes basically as the byproduct of, uh, of what we do, right? I mean, we need this in order to solve kind of our own uh, kind of objectives, right? Of our own goals, you know, first of all, uh, you know, making virtues of successful, uh, you know, for liquidity providers and jumpstarting kind of the whole system, right? But, you know, the, the, the byproduct is that is that, uh, you know, there are a lot of educational materials that, that we provide and you know uh you know i encourage uh uh you know all the listeners kind of to to, to visit our uh, our medium kind of page and, and read some of the articles that i think could be uh quite useful in understanding this all this market um, mm. yeah so um at this the, the thing you mentioned about education um uh, is again said you know we, we are doing some of it you know, maybe in the future, it, it would be nice to do some kind of educational, you know, meetup seminars, webinars. Mm -hmm. uh, we we I, I used to do some of that uh, before at Beam. We were doing some sort of educational sessions, uh, and I think I think it's it's important. I'm not sure we as a startup can kind of do something like that on our like you know start up a new educational project right yeah yeah of course yeah. But, but i think if there is a place maybe you know a place where uh people are doing some sort of educational you know talks you know lectures we have a you know university <laughs> professors here you know <laughs> they've been doing lectures for what you know more than anyone else 
Um, and uh, that, that could be very nice. And, and I think, uh, you know, we haven't thought about it in that way, but uh, if, you know, you know of any such places or programs where you can just come in and, you know, teach a small course on DeFi or explain something to people, you know, the way we can't do that, it, it, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's good for the ecosystem. It's good for us. It's good for the people. Mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's great. It's it's such a one of the the things that I love about the space is is that is that sentiment that you know that that there is such a, a interest in sharing and helping other people and 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 collaborating and and maybe that'll change at some point in the future. But um, that's one of the sort of counter narratives that I that I've really that I really try to put out there. You know, against um, things like the Bitcoin Bros. And, uh, you know, the, the, all of the sort of um, negative uh, narratives that get put out in mainstream media about all the scammers and, and all the rug pulls, you know, there's the being a part of this community in DeFi and Web3 and blockchain, there's so there's such a really, it's I tell people it's like a big festival atmosphere and, and people just want to, you know, instead of dancing, people want to work together, they want to collaborate, they want to share ideas, they want to see other people do well. Um, and it's such a, it's such a nice, um, you know, counter narrative to what, uh, like I said, a lot of the sort of messaging that we see in, in mainstream media about uh, black blockchain about cryptocurrency, and and you know, maybe that's tied to feelings people have about centralized markets. I'm not sure, but um, I, I'm certainly excited and thrilled that projects like this and people like you are out there. Um, I just want to add, add to this, right? So, so first of all, I completely agree with the, with the sentiment, right? That, uh, you know, people try to help each other. And so it was very surprising to me, actually, initially, uh, you know, in this market. Uh, I think the reasons for this uh, is not, are, you know, are not necessarily kind of... Uh, altruistic right or ideological right? <laughs> well yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are some uh, yeah but it, this market is just just still very young yeah uh, and the small it's very far from uh basically reaching its full potential mm -hmm. so I think people in general or for the most part are more interested in kind of growing this pie uh, as yes possible and as large yes. as possible yes as mm -hmm. opposed to dividing the pie right so yes there yeah. will become a time where you know this market is going to mature and right yeah is going to be you know kind of the way to uh you know to uh to succeed and you know to make money and you know whatever uh but right now it's still not at that stage and so people i think realize that it is possible for many projects to grow together right and mm -hmm. synergy, uh, our uh you know the synergistic advantages are probably bigger than the Kind of competition related yes costs. yeah absolutely uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah um yeah that's a good point actually Evgeny. i've spent a long time in not in the not-for-profit sector and working with charities and i can tell you firsthand that that uh not everything that happens in in, in a charity is altruistic <laughs> there's a lot of personal interest that happens in them people are people everywhere <laughs> so um this is this has really been a fantastic i can't believe an hour has gone already that just flew yeah. by um before we go, do you have any final uh, comments? One thing would be, you know, people are always looking for projects to join. So, are you are you in a place where you're looking for people to come on board? And if so, um, what's your what's your culture like, and what kind of people are are you looking for? Um, and any any final remarks before we sign off for today? Uh, so, in terms of joining the team, we are constantly on the lookout for for good people. Uh, 
we may be interested to talk to strong blockchain developers, data scientists, and researchers. I'm not sure we have like an open position right at this moment. But we, you mm -hmm. know, we will have it, and we just actually just hired two or two or three people just recently. So that that's that's one thing. Another thing is that we want people to come uh, next week and the week after, and you know, in the coming couple of months, to, to play around with our test net. There will be rewards for the people to do that, um, and there will be a bug uh, bounty program. So we want to grow our community. We want people to challenge our ideas and to be active and, and to find problems with what we're doing. So, and uh, it's virtuswap.io, and all of our social channels are there. We are usually very easy to to contact. So. Uh, so yeah, good people to join the team are always welcome if somebody is really interested and passionate about what we're building. And for the general public or DeFi enthusiasts uh, or anyone with some spare time and some interest in, interest in the area, uh, you know, uh, check out our website and see our test net and uh, participate in our programs for testing and, and, uh, and trading. And, and there, there will be nice rewards for that. Cool. Right. And so I'll, I'll add one more thing uh, to that, uh, that is kind of more long term, right? So, uh, as I said, you know, we do want to think ourselves as uh, developing, you know, uh, kind of sophisticated financial technology that is going to advance this market. Uh, and we fully realize that, uh, you know, we won't be able to, uh, to reach, you know, all the best ideas by ourselves, right? And so, uh, you know, we would really encourage people who who thinks that who think that what we are doing, you know, is is sensible and you know has potential, to come talk to us and potentially contribute to to what we are doing. Uh, you know, just basically advancing kind of this uh, this technology and this market and this 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 ecosystem, right? So uh, we don't don't want them to operate in a vacuum, right? Uh, you know, we are kind of a team that uh, of you know, people with, with some kind of uh, abilities, right? But, you know, there are a lot of other people that, that have uh, kind of good ideas and we want to, 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 to ensure that uh, the product we're building now and in the future uh, is going to be uh, kind of full of this uh, kind of good ideas uh, and again, advance this ecosystem as, as soon and quickly as possible. Okay, fantastic. So we'll um, make sure to put for listeners to uh, put those notes in the show, uh, put those notes in the show notes so that uh, there's links and, and places you can find more information. This has been really, truly enjoyable. Uh, thank you so much for, for your time today. I'm excited to get involved with TestNet and um, I look forward to uh, connecting with you again in the near future. Have a, have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you so much, awesome. Michael. It was a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Great questions. And really we're looking forward to hearing the, the recording, right? So I I'll, guess it will be somewhere like next week or when, when are you? No, 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 no. You know how fast this, if I publish it next week, everything will be old, right? Everything's like now, uh, now, so now. You're literally <laughs> publishing it, right? It, um, right. Give me give me 24 hours. Wow, We'll awesome. get it up, okay? Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Great. Okay, Great. thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.